Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips, what's up and gin, girl? Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Hey girlies, how are you getting on? Welcome back to Ikaz Podcast, as always, sponsored by Outsider. <laughs> Our fave cider, crisp, delicate. Apple sour lolly Moorish Moorish and as F is there a nicer sound than Me thinks not I'm inclined to agree <laughs> <laughs> Jenny and I have been saying that too much So go pick up your can And sit back and enjoy another episode Gals we are on the countdown now To our live show in the Sugar Club On the 4th of December We are playing another live podcast We had an epic one in September 4th of December Sugar Club in Dublin It's going to be the ultimate Gals Christmas night out It's going to be talking All about Boys 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 Relationships Dating funny things Things you do before a date Getting the black and decker on The whole body The whole fuck boy ish So we are saving so much Of your questions That you're sending in It's going to be such a good show Tickets are 20 euro You can get them on Ticketmaster The link's in our bio On Instagram So go snap them up Sharpish Yeah it will sell out, gals. So get your tickets and have a fun little crimbo night out. And we'll see you there. We can't wait. And we do want to say also, <clears throat> in case you missed last week's episode, there is a chance now for you guys to get premium episodes of It Gals on our Patreon. So it's called? It's called X Gals. It's our new podcast. It's X-rated It Gals. It's been going really well. We're having a really fun time over on Patreon. So... You can go check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash podcast, or it is in the description of this podcast. And we have a few teasers out. So go check them. You'll see if you like the vibe, which you will. Yeah, it's also, um, not only is it just new episodes, we're going to be chatting on there to you. There's like kind of four, there's kind of like threads that you can have mm-hmm. little chats on. We can be uploading videos up there. So it's a whole new x kind of world. Um, world. Yeah, it's a new girl gang that we want you to be a part of. Um, check it out. We're learning how cool it is and we want you to be on that journey with us. Yes, so go check it out. So this week we have, after the break, we're going to be doing a, one of our Q&As. We've got some great questions for you guys. Thank you very much for sending them in. Yeah, deadly questions they were short and sweet uh, but Lindsay what I wanted to ask you about I didn't I purposely didn't say to you when I came to your gaff today because I wanted to be fresh fresh on the lips oh keeping up for the potter both lips oh <laughs> they always fresh <laughs> both are yes oh god no, I don't know that <laughs> 
we'll get to that in the next second half of the show yeah they're actually <laughs> teaser we will be talking about vaginas <laughs> yeah surprise surprise um, plot twist so Lindsay you had an Instagram story today which I found very interesting uh, where you were kind of I mean it's obviously no surprise to me or to probably a lot of our listeners um, it was you like disavowing the label of feminism and kind of your reasons behind it and obviously you and I have had like that conversation like I mean we pretty much have it every single time we meet up at this point of, mm-hmm. and we've mentioned it not in any official stance on the podcast but I think people who have been listening a long time have kind of seen our growth we've touched upon it for sure we spoke about it in on the live show for example yeah, yeah, and it yeah. kind of has weaved into certain podcasts I think organically but we've never like you said uh, came out and kind of officially denounced that we don't want to be regarded as feminists or yeah. we don't want to be aligned along that um we don't want that word thrown back in our face and unfortunately yeah. that is something that happened to us when we obviously if you've listened to the bloggers unveiled podcast episode we spoke about how we began that um we began it gals and we called ourselves fine ass feminists and then the whole consent uh, episode happened and then that we basically had a flood of feminists coming up against us and Mm -hmm. I mean you can disagree as listeners or whatever but definitely however you feel it was justified it was an attack I think it was like um instead like obviously the because we had aligned ourselves with a certain group of people and we had always felt kind of supported and we always uh, were kind of told that like you know feminists you know support other women and you kind of believe women and take their opinion and you know have discussions with women and all this kind of thing and we kind of thought that that was like ironically our safe space so to speak and that we could kind of talk freely amongst feminists because they would uh, appreciate our opinion they kind of see where we're coming from however it actually ended up that the group that we thought would support us actually were turned coat on us even quicker than the people who maybe were outside of that group do you know what I mean so it's like for us uh, just in case anyone's singing like we're obviously not being like we're not feminists because the feminists are angry at us because we said something no wrong. that wasn't what changed me yeah, I still yeah. align myself for I think a while after that yeah 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 um I just tried to separate you know the stereotype of say an angry feminist yeah. to what I would have considered myself which was who aligned with the ideology of feminism but yeah it just wasn't translating in any which way to, from my regard and my perception of feminism. It's like the definition is not translating in today's use of feminism and the word and how mm-hmm. it's being exercised. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you can throw the definition at me all you want, but you, the proof is there. I just have, I mean, what kind of really threw me, I think, was the whole repeal. Yeah, um, that was, I that think, was your going turning on. point. It just was... I don't know I, I I have a son I love my father I have loved men in relationships that I'm dating that I'm friends with and I just found that during that movement however again you can consider it you know you listeners may and so many women consider it completely justified that it wasn't a men, male issue yeah however I just felt like they were completely disregarded in any conversation of the topic in any regard Mm. until the literal very last weeks Mm -hmm. when they I think they brought in some random rugby player and were like oh oh, and my (laughs) 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 
Owen McDermott is uh, he wants the abortions now he does so all vote like in the last couple of weeks they got yeah. you know a few it was like in the last Nikki Byrne or whatever holding the repeal yeah. sticker it was like they were all of a sudden like oh wait hang on we actually might need the male vote I forgot they also have a vote that will make it the majority yeah exactly like, I just the, the disregard and and I get it I get it the history of women in Ireland I get it mm-hmm. however now that I feel now that we crossed repeal we got that and that was such a feat yeah I just feel like I need to just relax with the whole feminism thing I just need to like pull back we gained something massive and that's incredible and was so necessary however I just feel like men in this country are being silenced by the like being screamed over by feminists their issues are being just constantly not spoken about the money to charities is going a lot more to female charities and for shit like that I'm not going to be coming on here as if I know the exact like percentages or whatever but like I've looked up a certain amount there's way more if you look at like the um the amount of funding for breast cancer awareness versus prostate cancer awareness like that's like a big kind of issue that I find a lot of feminists kind of ignore because obviously both are important you know the way like we're not saying one is more one in my mind is not more important than the other but it is interesting just to look at the amount of corporate funding and the amount of mm-hmm. kind of, you know, corporate backing that Breast Cancer Awareness Month has. Whereas like, obviously there's Movember, but like it's in no way near as big of a beast mm-hmm. as breast cancer is. However, there's arguably there needs to be uh, a, like as much, if not more education around the issue for young men, you mm-hmm. know, that way. Yeah. And there's tons of examples like that. Yeah. Same with, um, I've spoken before in the podcast, I think, or it could have been ex-gals that my sister has just started. Um, she's doing work. She's, what's it called? Volunteering. Ra- yeah, she's volunteering. volunteering for the Rape Crisis Centre. And, um, you know, she's learning that there's just so many more avenues for women to go to for help if they're in domestic abuse situations mm-hmm. or rape, etc. Like, the, you know, there's help is a, just offered more so for women in certain circumstances which they deserve as you know we're saying we're that, saying like, that but also like the truth of the matter is that men are crying in this country mm. men are killing themselves men have the weight of you know manning up of not crying of still of not really their position is wavered i think as well like i mean when you look back to when we were growing up you had a family that was like one wage from the man he which we talked yeah, about yeah we spoke about before. so that kind of like may, I think the place of the woman is changing but also with that you know it's a seesaw effect mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the uh, male's position is changing who is he anymore he's yeah. not the stay at home dad he's not the worker who can maintain the home just on his own that's not you know yeah, it's like I think there was a very direct avenue for women when rightly so as we said in an episode before like rightly so women are now obviously have the uh, option and the chance um and are still working on other avenues with like maternity leave etc but like we still we can now work for full time we can be working mums we can not be a mum and just work we have mm-hmm. these options however when that rightly so did get broken down so that there wasn't like no choice for men and women it was kind of the afterthought I feel I could be wrong tell me if I'm wrong I'm sure you will um I feel the afterthought was more to women it's like okay now you're on the you're on the gravy train now you're you know going to the corporate world where it was maybe men a little bit there wasn't so much a like uh, you can be a stay-at-home dad there wasn't really that conversation yeah, going yeah, yeah. on you know that yeah, way. their position was compromised as in maybe they're like 
you know that was their strength yeah when you look back but they had at, a like, role they had a yeah that was role their role and then it was kind of like oh just wave it a little bit and mm-hmm. so anyway so obviously I put up my story today I just kind of wanted to I don't want people to align myself in any way to like oh Lindsay's a feminist I was you, fine, you know whatever still get that quite a lot maybe in your DMs like people being like uh, I love you because you're a feminist like, yeah. you know, some people say I think people just assume because of the way I go on that I am a feminist and because most as we we said this in other podcasts before as well like you know the, the majority of kind of mainstream people that you'll see out there now are very much aligning themselves to like girl power and girl bossing and feminism and yeah. it's very much like you would presume a lot of people in the public eye now are like out and out feminists especially when yeah like we have a female led business and you know we're women under a certain age and we're obviously pro-choice and yeah and I'm like a single mother who's yeah, like yeah. working and I'm like you know yeah, fuck man kind of you might assume that from yeah. looking at I don't know my Instagram stories yeah. or whatever but I'm not like that at all I I'm such an empathetic person and my empathy doesn't just lie for women just because that's my sex. I'm very much empathetic towards men and the struggles that they go through and want to value them and acknowledge them and I don't want them to be silenced by the hysteria and the like just exaggeration of some women kind of going on about like this or that. Mm -hmm. It's just too much for me. I can't handle the feminists anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't handle them. And yes, I will call you the feminist because we all know the certain type. You, I know the second you slide into my DM, like what we had tonight. So I just wanted to, you know, disallow myself if anyone, I wanted to have it out there that I'm not that. Yeah. And I will now continue to say that if and someone it, missed that. And I mean, it's fine. I will have feminist friends. I will have people who want to use that word. And I understand as well that a lot of people are like, this is the definition. It is equality. I get that. But I mean sorry The minute someone starts to Whip out a dictionary definition To me in a debate That's when they've lost the debate Like if you've to Like if you've to Relax and lean onto A dictionary definition Like I don't care what the Dictionary definition is I care what the dictionary definition Is, is of like a table If I'm trying to learn English Exactly Do you know what I mean yeah. like, Or if it's a word I literally have no clue What it yeah, is or like, What it is And I look it up And I'm like Okay that means Um Blah 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 But when it's a dictionary definition Of an ideological movement That's where there's a huge amount of nuance in it Because Exactly Feminism has gone through You know It's arguably in its fourth wave now You know There was the suffragettes Then there was the second wave feminists Then there was the third wave feminists Of the 90s And now It's like you know a, an extra level of intersectionality and feminism and, and all it's this an umbrella kind of term as well because exactly. we can all be different type of feminists yeah just like you can be you know not to compare the two but like racist like you know there's different types of racists like you know there's like all the, like all these movements yeah there's different like, extremities or yeah, whatever within exactly. feminism there's obviously like you know people who are like you know everyone has their own agenda in feminism yeah. just as in life in general yeah. people are like feminists because they're body positivity or because they're like women you know, of color or they're yeah or know. the single parent you know like or i think it's just college. it's also too much i think the and because of that umbrella uh, of feminism where it just extends to such a huge yeah. like map of avenues that you can go to like i remember when i was heavy into feminism that's when I became vegan. I was like, I can't oh, be a yeah. feminist. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I am not vegan. Yeah, because I was like totally into feminism, reading up in it, and then you know, feminism is about equality and everything. But then, you know, with veganism and feminist 
vegans yeah it reaches to a level of being like if you say that you're a feminist and you're like you know caring about male and women why does it stop at am- animals why does it not only stop at like dogs or cats it just went on and on and yeah. on I was just like my brain was frazzled mm-hmm. I was like carefully not stepping on ants walking around mm-hmm. town using freaking vegan makeup and eating like vegan food and stressing myself out about feminism it was controlling my life and literally putting me in this box that Ironic. I wasn't able yeah exactly which is like me thinks I may as well just be strapped to the kitchen sink yeah, it's just like you can't like apply you know I would say for example we got a question on tumblr this week and it was saying like um uh and she was really nice like she wasn't in any way annoying or angry or you know, being rude but like she kind of made this point where she said that like she was frustrated that Lindsay and I hadn't or they I don't know if it's a woman or a man but you know come on 95% women listen to this so I'm just going to presume okay educated guess if not saws maybe just yeah, I know, or whatever. Yeah, who cares? Um, so sh- they said that like uh, they were uh, frustrated that L- Lindsay and I didn't make a distinction between radical feminism and the everyday gal who calls himself a feminist but just cares about um, the things like uh, not being sexist and cares about sexual violence and cares about these other things. And I kind of made the point to her where I'm saying I'm not saying like anything about that. First of all, I don't think it's only radical feminism that has a uh, a kind of a louder voice than the rest of the feminists. I would argue that it's pretty much all mainstream liberal feminists. That's the crazy outcrying of the safe spaces and all that tends to not just come from radical feminists. That comes from like liberal feminists, in my opinion. Um, and mm-hmm. also, you don't have to be a feminist or align yourself to an ideology to care about things like sexual violence and to care about things like sexism. What it is for me is just that like I'm not going to be confined and align myself to a group. Just like for example like I can read the Bible and find good stories in the Bible doesn't mean I have to go around and call myself Christian. Exactly. Like and feminism has turned into a religion. Yeah. Well, I it's mean, an ideology. It's, like just it like is. It's a, it's a cuckold like within... You know, like I said on my stories today, it's the it's kind of ever changing rules that are unwritten. So you don't really know uh-huh. kind of, you know, you can't really align yourself to it because it's quite vague and it's like. And ever changing. The yeah, exactly. The goalposts are constantly I mean. changing. Like you can trip up and then it's like, oh, no, you didn't realize that that's actually not OK yeah, as well. Hun. That's You're illegal like, now in feminism. Like, I mean, kink shaming, whatever will come in that yeah. is just like another. Like bobbin shaming will come in in a few. Uh, sorry, don't bobbin shame me because yeah. uh, you told me I shouldn't use a bobbin with a metal clasp. Yeah, it's my choice <laughs> to use a bobbin with a metal clasp, <laughs> and I, it's my ch- if I want my hair to be broken, it's, it's just like why there's no level. There's no end. However, if you just kind of do your own thing and trust your own gut, your own instincts, trip up, forgive yourself, whatever. If you just go by your the beat of your own drum. You're fine and you don't have people like you don't have people withholding like withholding you to a word that you have put on yourself yeah. that you then have to align to their idea of it. Because yeah. just like, yes, I tried to maneuver within the like my idea of feminism is this. And we both did that just, for a while, I think. Yeah. Like that was why that, where that whole fine ass feminist thing came from because I think at the time we were both feeling kind of frustrated and kind of constrained by like the expectations that feminism had upon women. Again, ironic. Um, mm-hmm. So we tried to make our own little thing, but I think for both of us, it just came to a point where we were like, I actually can't have this label anymore because... The word feminism for us is just... 
regressive and it's just abusive. It is abusive to me. I can say I honestly have since it's become more mainstream. It's like we were talking before about the body positivity thing. Like now I feel more aware of my body since. Yeah. You know, it's the same with feminism. I'm so am I allowed to use this word? Am I allowed this? Am I an awful person? I think you mean more oppressive than abusive. Like it feels oppressive to you. Well, I feel like they can use it as a like leverage of abuse if like which what oh, happened yeah. with the consent episode yeah, yeah, if yeah. I went on my story and went on a rant and used a word that they wouldn't like say if I fat shamed skinny shamed diet shamed if whatever I did like I was just always second guessing the content I was putting out because I was afraid of getting that backlash and that mm-hmm. level of abuse like say when I started going to the gym and stuff and I remember talking to you about it being like I'm a bit anxious about putting that out on my um social media about going to the gym because I don't want people thinking that I'm body shaming. Like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, an yeah, overthinker yeah. as well. But it does happen. Yeah, Any time yeah. I put something, you know, that's kind of falls into the umbrella terms of feminism, whether it's like, you know, it's just like gym, diet, calling, using the word bitch, whatever I, I'm doing. If I align myself to the word, people would always be sliding in being like, just so you know, it is really like a... And I just can't handle that anymore. Mm-hmm. The best thing is to cut the umbilical cord of having any tie to anything else other than my own opinions and choices and living as the definition of feminism. But I don't need to call myself a feminist. I can be, mm. you know, believe in equality and do my own thing. I don't need to call myself a feminist to do that. I don't. I came on here on this earth to represent myself. I am not here to, you know, be a voice for women or to uphold women or to support women. Like... That's ridiculous. Well, we, that's one thing we've always kind of said. It's like, that was one thing that I always felt so frustrated in with when I did call myself. Because I think a lot of people don't realize as well. Like, Lindsay and I's like... <laughs> feminist journeys kind of happened at kind of alternate like different parts in our life like when Lindsay and I met first I was hardcore like annoying as fuck so 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 PC PC at the time it wasn't as PC as it was now PC didn't really exist back then it did but it wasn't not to the extent like it wouldn't have been it was kind of quite new I remember when I was in college and someone said that to me like not very PC and I was like what well the PC culture started in the 2000s but like I, but think I think it, it kind of got dripped more into culture yeah, yeah 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 um so I was extremely into um feminism like so I have read this is when I get frustrated when women start to try and tell me to like they half the time they're telling me to read essays and books that I've already fucking read like I'm like I know like I've read all this I was I believed it I lived half of this shit where I was like I believe the entirety of like that male privilege and you know that men have this undying above privilege than all women do and you know I believe this entire like structural kind of thing of the why women should be held up like I believed it all I drank the Kool-Aid I was drunk off it for years and Mm -hmm. I can't really remember I think when I started to kind of feel a bit like well first of all Michael I had opened my eyes quite a lot about it (laughs) I love that what the demand ironically yeah, a man just like first of all my boyfriend told me not yeah. to be feminist and i said okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he was more so like well hanging around a man you are obviously acting it wasn't even about that it's like Michael, but it can happen it, it, oh, no, not it in, that it happens in your case yeah, but it can yeah. happen when you actually are hanging around with men it's happened to me recently where you know i'm friends with men i'm you know hearing more about their struggles struggles and i'm like oh <laughs> it's not just the women men are also 
as is everyone going through their own journeys yeah. in life of struggling. But anyway, so. Um, so yeah, Michael kind of like, he, we were just always, we've always just kind of always like debated and talked and, you know, gone back and forth and stuff. Um, and he kind of made me, I think, it was around the time of probably the 2016 election when I think most people were kind of really just getting so sick of it because we just had like Donald Trump up against Hillary Clinton. It was like the fucking war of the culture coming to a head and you had like mm. Hillary Clinton like, I'm with her. And then Donald Trump was just being mad bastard. So, I mean, I think that's when most people were just kind of like, it would just come, came to a head. And then Michael was kind of ta- talking to me about stuff. And that was when then we kind of started the podcast very soon after that, a few months. And I was trying to navigate my own self within feminism and I, I felt like I kind of had a I owed something to feminism to call myself a feminist I still kind of took on that like emotional baggage of I owe something to women and that is to call myself a feminist mm. and I also I think when you also align yourself with something and call yourself something so outwardly for so long it's kind of embarrassing to be like actually I don't believe I don't agree with myself anymore it's way easier to just kind of go along with it and be like, oh, of course I'm a feminist, yeah. And also, especially when we are, when the climate is like, yeah. it's so popular to be like that. Yeah. Like it is if anything, it's almost scary to be like, I'm not a feminist. I'm not that because people are like, yes, anytime you say something that is just regurgitated bullshit from yeah, the feminist, like, like typical jargon. Yeah, yeah, if I was like, I'm just sick of this. Like anytime I did, like I'm a, I think a year, two years ago, I was doing Snapchat stories about like, this is why women are afraid. And I was got a huge thing being like, Mm. thank you, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, to be honest, and I know this sounds outrageous, it reminds me of when, (laughs) gulp, Jenny sipping on a can. (laughs) (laughs) But when like Kanye went into the TMZ offices and had Mm -hmm. that absolute, you know what, the press called the media called a meltdown and he said like the thing about the slaves which was outrageous if you you know the media headlines were outrageous I remember reading that and being like what he's actually lost the plot yeah. but then when I watched the TMZ thing um, this is just being real you know hearing that he's just he wasn't saying I believe this I believe that he was just kind of opening up a conversation and the yeah. conversation you know if I marry that to say feminism if women are going to comp- constantly talk down on how awful we have it complain mm. um how the patriarchy the patriarchy how men um rule the world how this how we're so if we're gonna it's just shining a light on every single flaw of existence but like life isn't perfect being a man isn't perfect and they don't have it any like yeah. easier or any easier i don't think than we do everyone has their own individual struggle you know it's just too vague to separate society like that in Ireland. And in I mean, post repeal. Yeah. And like, for obviously, you know, I mean, this goes without saying, Lindsay and I, obviously, we knew that in order for Ireland to kind of go over that last hurdle, um, that had to be done. You know, we've both voted yes, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, for me, it's just like, I just kind of realized that like women, what you can acknowledge that women 100% have issues. There are issues that are specific to women. There are issues that are probably, that I wouldn't know of, specific to women of color. And then also like trans women. There's obviously, you know, within groups, there are probably going to be common issues. However, that doesn't make them more important or uh, more valid than male issues. 
And the one thing that I always find frustrating about a lot of liberal feminists when you kind of get into this discussion with them is that like you'll bring up stuff like the male suicide rate or you'll bring up stuff like how, um, I don't know, uh, men find it extremely hard to kind of you know, open up and they'll blame it on something like the patriarchy. And it's just mm-hmm. like this, like, which we got tonight. It's just like this, like fucking full circle, boring conversation. And I would just like urge any girl who's maybe disagreeing with us now. It's just like, I just find that always kind of centers me a bit where it's just like, just because women do have legitimate issues doesn't mean that men don't. And it doesn't mean that one, one group's issues are, are greater or lesser or more valid than the other because you can't it's apples and oranges you can't compare like you know the obvious numbers that show like women are the biggest victims of sexual violence but the biggest killer for men in ireland between 25 and 35 is suicide Mm -hmm. you can't compare the two they're both awful no they're both awful and they both are again just huge horrendous things that are happening in ireland that feminism isn't fixing and that's like when I spoke about today and I, to be honest, 99% of the messages that I received um, in reception to my mm. Instagram How story. How was it actually? Because I, I would always be afraid of saying that shit. Everyone was like, um, I have been thinking this. It's been on my mind for ages. And it, like, you worded it in a way that, wow. you know, just that we do. Because we're so used to talking on the podcast yeah. and again on Instagram stories. That's what I do. So like... They were just like, you've worded something that has been on my mind Mm. and everyone seems to almost have been afraid to acknowledge this because of the backlash that you get. But actually, I thought I would get a bigger backlash and I I don't give a fuck anymore because I've endured that and I just really... I just don't care. I think once you go to the bottom of the barrel of backlash, like anything from beyond that... I just realised that it's... You're strangers, you're in line. It really... It doesn't affect my life. Turn your phone off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're more pressed than I am. Like, so you got some feedback. I like, got small. two messages that we were, got one to it girls when we were together. And that was one okay, as well. Okay. So yeah, we got one woman who, um, screen grabbed me and, or screen recorded me and put me up in her story and said, um, it gals with their, uh, it was like again. another like tone, tone deaf. deaf, idiotic point. Stop listening to these thicks. Putting us down, calling us thick, calling our listeners thick for listening to Call us. Call me whatever. Actually, but like, I mean, but what that's I'm not saying a is, point. I don't care if someone calls me anything, but I'm just saying, if I called you, like... That's just not a point. If I called you something that you could deem misogynistic, you would be in uproar. So, you can't give it out. And yeah, exactly. It's not a point. And again, thick. I mean, there are words that can are stronger than thick. Like... I mean the R word that I don't want to say that mm. now is basically almost banned like you know or anything that is considered like if you were kind of using a, a slur that could be used um, talking about disabled people so then thick like that's the next one that's going to be banned do you know the way? Yeah do you know what I mean? Like you're just calling me dumb mm-hmm. which is like Okay, so only intelligent people like you consider me dumb. That's fine, but what if I am just dumb? 
I don't really get your point. My point <laughs> is that like using a term like that mm. instead of just just make a point. Just argue it out. Yeah, just conversationally yeah, 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 talk yeah, yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're not allowed to use and I'm going to say I don't use this word but we are like the word retarded is now considered awful and people are stopping. Like you don't use that word mm-hmm. in society from my knowledge. I wouldn't to be honest and I mean obviously people slip up and that's okay but that is a word that is kind of blacklisted at the moment in the general uh, society I would find. Mm-hmm. But then thick and retarded are somehow on the same level of like you're just calling someone thick it's just calling someone's like they are dumb they're slow. Yeah I mean it's, like I guess that's just a, what I mean like it's just I, not a point. By, by, well by her rules yeah I mean I just don't really play I'm by just playing rules. by her but rules. Yeah but yeah exactly. No I'm yeah, only yeah. playing by her yeah, yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. saying like look we're humans we make mistakes people say people have their own words that they use mm. that they that's again Anyway, the point of it is, is that like this girl, like I'm just point, pointing out her own totally kind of, her, her hypocrisy. Yeah, you know, like that. Like I mean, she can. I mean, I, I don't personally have a problem with the word "thick" or most words. Yeah. Um, I don't. Have I a, know I'm not thick. You can call me yeah. thick. That's your own perception of me. That's fine. Well, sticks and stones and all, but like you know, the thing is, is we're just like she was sending Ikal some messages, which I saw because Lindsay and I were together, and you know, just some of them were just she just kept regurgitating. Um, Feminist jargon Dictionary definitions And jargon And calling us privilege And calling us this And calling us that And at the end She signed off on saying That I'm oppressing women And one thing I would like To make very fucking clear Is that um, Just to end this off Because we're going to go Into the main guts Conversation Is that like Neither I think I can speak For Lindsay and myself Is that we would never Consider Encouraging our listeners To think freely Be that Identifying as a feminist Or be that not As Mm -hmm. oppressive the like if you want to get into fucking definitions hun oppressing someone is limiting their ability like almost systematically which is what i find feminism does feminism can oppress women because it oppresses the freedom of thought and the most powerful thing that you can have is freedom of thought and exploring different ideas and coming up against ideas that are really challenging to yours because they will only strengthen your idea and i think what happened that girl is that Lindsay said something that deep down somewhere in her subconscious she knew was true and she didn't like it and what do you do when you don't like it you fight back because if she had an actual intelligent point she could have gone on her stories and counteracted every single point you made with actual factual points of how feminism is doing all the things you said it wasn't but she couldn't so what she did was she went in the attack she called us thick she called us stupid she called her listeners thick and stupid yeah and then she just regurgitated the same things that we are hearing um constantly mm-hmm. like just i mean we I, I didn't even have to read her full messages because yeah. i could just see the buzzwords that were like privilege peppered all over everything yeah you're privileged you're this what about women in the like in this country in that country I mean, I'm a woman in Ireland. I'm not going to even try and pretend that I can understand a woman in a third world world country mm-hmm. and how they need feminism or how they need, you know, I'm a woman in Ireland. And that's also what I kind of found. Feminism was kind of like you had to have this equal amount of care for like every woman in the world. I can't have that on my shoulders. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. Well, also, like, I mean, Western... Who's to say that Western liberal feminism is going to solve the problems in the Middle East or yeah, solve how women are... Cho- but also, I'm not going to even pretend to f- give a fuck. Mm. I can't sit here and pretend that I'm here... Like, I I care about my own shit. Like, I mean, yeah. I care. I'm, you know, empathetic to all yeah, of yeah. what goes on in other countries, but I'm not 
caring to a point of like trying to change something whilst that on my arse and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I get you. Do you know what I mean? We can't, I cannot sit here and no one can and care about every woman in the world and their oppression. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am just in my space right now. I was just kind of doing the best for me and the best for me in... I would hope would inspire other people to just be more free in themselves because since I've cut myself off from that word I've been more free and more fluid with words and just felt more like I can just explore my own self and not feel tied to something a a term or a word Mm. that I can just be me and not feel like oh I can't do that because that's anti what I'm about the beat of my own drum baby yeah, so I would like to say if any of you girls, uh, two people who really helped me coming out of feminism, uh, are ironically two feminists, but they're second wave feminists. They're both really cool women. You can find videos there's on YouTube. If you look up Christina Hoff Summers, she has a really cool show on YouTube called The Factual Feminist, where she like basically completely disproves a load of kind of feminist jargon that's going around in modern day liberal feminism uh she's really really smart very cool and uh camille paglia again very controversial figure people a lot of people fucking hate her a lot of feminists hate her but she is just a gas bitch she is like 74 years of age she is just an enigma of a character she's like a lesbian she also kind of calls herself transgender she's like never felt like a woman like she's fucking gas like she is pro-sex she's pro-rihanna she's pro uh real housewives uh franchise she thinks that like she's she is obsessed with pop culture she's actually an art history professor but she became to light because she wrote a lot of very controversial articles so uh, camille paglia and christina hoff summers are two women who i find can really give you a lot of like empowering kind of words to help justify your feelings but also backed up with facts um because obviously Mm -hmm. what Lindsay and I are saying is anecdotal so if you do want to go down a route and if you are feeling similar to us or similar to us about six months ago or a year ago I would encourage you to uh explore more my the person who actually really helped me just kind of be my own true self in celeb land um and untie myself from any kind of community or Whatever you want to call feminism. What would it be like? An ideology. Yeah. Anything like that. Um, <laughs> is Pete Burns. I've been heavily yeah. watching Pete Burns. Pete Burns. Obviously he died two years ago. I'm still devastated. He was an 80s pop star. He was one of the first pop stars to ever. Use plastic surgery to kind of change. Alter his appearance. Um, not kind of enhance it. Completely alter they, it. Google it. You'll see. Yeah. I'm sure you <laughs> we know. we got to go on to our second. Half I just want to say this. I know. I know. I know. Um, is what do you call it? Um, yeah, he just like didn't align himself to any. Like, he obviously was a man, a gay man. He, I think he was bi actually because he was married for like mm-hmm. 28 years and then he um got married to a man. He dressed like a woman, but he saw himself completely as a man. And everyone, like, if you watch him on Celebrity Big Brother, everyone was always trying to define him. And he was just like, he didn't care for any definition. Everyone was like, are you trans? Are you drag? Are you mm. this? Are you? And he was just like, I'm Pete. Like Jeffree Star. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's just like, you don't have to define me. I don't have to define myself to be anything other than myself. Like mm. I'm not aligning myself to anything. And he just then could be completely free and no one could pin him to the corkboard. He was just like a butterfly flying away. Mm-hmm. Like you just couldn't pin anything on him. Like, oh, you said you were this. If you are even someone like Caitlyn Jenner, because she has called herself transgender that she's always aligned to being like 
kind of staying within certain no, like same with Kanye you know the way it's yeah like, like certain ideologies that would like yeah. exist in the trans community you have to be this if you were a trans yeah, gender yeah, yeah. so if you just don't attach yourself to anything other than your own beliefs you're a free little baby butterfly flying around looking hot so there you go true so we're now going to move on to our outsider moment as you guys know outsider is all about living outside the box just like we kind of just spoke about for the last 40 minutes and doing yourself and doing your own goddamn thing and Lindsay, you had a gas thing that you heard someone do this week so i felt this was an outsider moment and this gal is a true outsider she loves outsider so um she's my pal won't name her um but she recently broke up with a boyfriend mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a stressful breakup. They're kind of tit for tat, still messaging each other, trying to get under each other's skin. And um, basically she was walking uh, down the road with her gay friend and he saw her and he was like thinking that she was on a date or with a guy or whatever. He got really mad and went home and made a plenty of fresh profile, <laughs> screenshot his profile and sent it to her being like, is that you with that lad? Well, don't worry, kind of thing. I'm gone and get me, bitch. I'm on the pr- supreme dating website <laughs> yeah, live for 50s and above. I'm plenty of fish. I can't with plenty of fish. I'm sorry. I mean, if you want a wife from Ohio you know, who's puff, been divorced five times, puff, people call it puff. But, um, <laughs> but, um, so what she did was be like pretending to be sad and the message would be like, how dare you? Went on Plenty of Fish, made about five different profiles of hot biatches and basically spent the day trolling. <laughs> Being like, hey, 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 hey. And like getting to know him via these profiles, him writing back being like, yeah, I don't know, I'm just kind of laid back guy or whatever. <laughs> and then after they'd like get in these big conversations, she'd then just drop the bomb being like, lay back, are we? Actually, no, you're this or that. Or if he was like, nah, I wouldn't be into cheating. She was like, really? Yay. You're not into cheating, you cheating fucking prick. Just so you remember, any time you're on a fucking page I'm gonna be on you I'm gonna be following you around and pissing you off that is because you try to piss gas. me off there so, so shout I was out like to outsider that moment literally spending your day trolling your ex which I mean is low-key toxic but also sometimes I mean, you just need to indulge in the ridiculousness of a toxic breakup and you know piss them off yeah fuck it outsider moment you don't align yourself to shit. Don't align yourself to shit, girl. But you gulp up. Um, so this week we asked for your questions. You girls delivered as bloody always. As usually. Um, shall we do the friendy one first? I have it here on my phone. What do you think, hon? Say it again. The friend one. Uh, yeah, do you want to read out there, hon? Okay. So this question is from anonymous listener on Instagram. Do you girls ever get bored of your friends? I've ghosted gals in the past because of hurt I've caused. I never addressed it, but now I'm trying not to. Still, how do you avoid those overly dependent relationships with friends where it gets toxic and you just need some space but don't want to lose them either? Thoughts on? Shall I go first? Okay. My thoughts are, if I'm being real from just listening, I have been in in that position Mm -hmm. for sure. I mean... You know, you go to school, you go to college, you go to work, you have all these different friends and you kind of can be more migrating towards one kind of group that is like yeah. just working with your life right now or just your vibe. Yeah. And you can kind of shove old friends a bit to the 
sidelines kind of being like oh well my work friends like are so much more fun we're always bopping out yeah and my school friends kind of annoying i'll just kind of blank them for a while however however i i I do get it it is just a selfish thing i think and it is something that i do and it, it is a selfish thing but it always kind of over time it will weigh on me and I'll be like thinking about that person and being like oh god I really have to write like we'll just be on my mind I'll be Mm. like I really have to write to them I really have to like you know I it gets to a certain point where I'm like actually I really did value that friendship and that was a good friendship and I should have nurtured it and I guess at the end she's talking about kind of more toxic friendships yeah so she was talking oh the over dependency yeah yeah I think she was talking about like toxic kind of situations as well because I definitely have done that as well I 100% agree with you with like especially with big changes in your life like as you said I remember like going into college and then all of a sudden your school Mm. friends it's so much they're boring they don't know my college it's like not even that it's just like all of a sudden you're like you're kind of navigating this whole world and you're trying to make new friends and you're to make new friends you have to hang out with them well yeah it's just it's like I I'm not saying that they're boring it's just like oh no they don't fit in with your life like I mean it's frustrating when like I remember when even from like yeah secondary school to college I loved my secondary school friends but they didn't know any of my college friends so I'd love to be talking oh my god like you know Jenny did this and like da 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 and they're like who's she again like they're just not it's hard it's hard because I even remember like when I went to Trinity and then my friend Anya went to NCAD and we were like oh my god we're both in college in town like we can meet up all the time and like she was one of my best friends in school and like you're just in your own bubble and like she's in her bubble all the way down on Thomas Street which feels like a mile thousand miles away when you're in college and all that kind of stuff so I just want to reread what she said about toxic friendships I think that's more so where she came from the point that she's Um, so I think she was kind of saying how do you avoid overly dependent relationships with friends where it gets toxic and you just need some space but don't want to lose them so I guess like she's kind of saying there's a friend where a friendship or a relationship that she feels that they're very dependent on her and maybe they're dependent on each other yeah yeah and it's a toxic thing but she wants space but doesn't want to lose them. it's just that awkward so thing. I didn't concentrate on that part mm. um when I was first kind of answering I was kind of thinking more of like you know the, you know it is a little bit selfish of like yeah well not that it's selfish it's, I think actually what happens which even happened to us when we were both single and I was living in Marino and we were extremely dependent we almost became like a couple yeah and I think that can happen with single girls a lot for sure like they are like best friends mm-hmm. you know like they're not just friends they're like we are two some we're best friends we do everything together we da 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 and you know that's all well and good and it's so fun and great to have that companionship when you are navigating single life and you're just bopping around in college or whatever mm-hmm. you're doing in work but it, the, the, there is a sell by date on that because there's just like like we had with kind of the merino thing yeah, like something's gonna we were happen. living in each other's pockets and that was just the longevity of that was it was gonna end at some point totally. because life will come in and dependency yeah. It's not a relationship. It's yeah. not like, you know, unless you decide to just be in a relationship. Like, I mean. Yeah, or unless someone's paying rent. You know, unless I literally was like, okay, let's move in together and buy, like, get yeah. a gaff together. It's like, obviously that situation was never going to last because like, one of us was, something was going to happen. Either Lindsay was Well, I mean, move. you were in college. It, it fit at the moment. You yeah. were in college and then like you weren't in college and you yeah. wanted to go to New York. 
Yeah, but while he was working full time, that's what happened. Yeah, but also then, like you also had like different kind of plans with your yeah, life yeah, that yeah, yeah. meant that it was inevitably going to end. At yeah, some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that kind of happens a lot with female relationships mm-hmm. where they are like close as fuck, whether it's in work. Say if it's in work, and then one woman gets a promotion or she wants to move on to another job, mm. that dependency can't survive. That you know, so I think sometimes there can be that kind of resentment if two girls are like super super close and then it kind of is starting to crumble a little little bit more the like intensity that you're the amount that you're hanging out Mm, that kind of stuff and then maybe one girl is it could be that maybe like the girl who's riding in she seems to be kind of saying that she doesn't want that level of dependency but she still wants the friendship Yeah. yeah but it's kind of like changing friendships sometimes are hard because sometimes you can be so intense with someone and then you may not see them for a couple of weeks which would would be normal in another friendship yeah but this one it might bruise it more and it might be kind of bringing up complications yeah. and questions and stuff i guess it's like i don't think yeah i think what you're kind of saying as well like you can't really have it's a cake and eat it kind of vibe you know that way where it's like you don't want the dependency of the friendship but like if that's what the friendship is the moment in and you don't want that it inevitably will have to change because even if you don't tell the pal that you don't want it it'll probably come out in different ways like you probably might be as into it when you're hanging out or you know what I mean like something will change like I mean it's like if you've got a boyfriend or whatever and you're kind of thinking of breaking up with them like you're not going to be the exact I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Same around him as you were three weeks ago when mm. you weren't thinking about breaking up with him. You know, it's like, it's going to come out in some way. And, you know, I think like, if we're going to give you actual tangible kind of advice over it, I guess, like, it's like, you're just going to have to let it not work its way out, but... I guess hope that they can kind of pick up on a a kind of subliminal message because if you want to keep the friendship obviously I'm sure you kind of acknowledge and know that like you're not going to have the same friendship like if you want a lesser intense friendship Mm. that you're not looking for that kind of intense living each other's pockets anywhere but she also wants to like not I guess be like I don't want to be friends with you anymore like well I think that's the kind of fear because I think what can happen if you are in that situation where you're like codependent Mm. in a friendship and you're doing everything together and that kind of thing and one person kind of wants to pull back it can feel like you're bursting this bubble of the friendship you take it personally yeah 
because it's like oh they don't want to be friends with me anymore yeah or they just you know that that like they could get a bit like bruised and be like oh fine fine we won't go out together then grand yeah grand yeah, yeah, grand yeah, grand yeah. grand yeah like you do it's just when you get that comfortable with someone and you're seeing each other that often I think you almost become like kind of siblings yeah and because the boundaries have been crossed that you're hanging out with each other in such an oversaturated manner that like you know they can react in a certain type of way whereas if they're are boundaries where like friendships where there's more of a kind of like understanding of each other's personal space maybe um you can these issues could be like a bit more easily brought up or whatever have you had this before in a friendship where you've kind of been like i obviously don't want to be like i'm not your friend anymore but like i also just don't want it to be as intense not like i mean i don't think sh- you know, she, in France of this girl, she didn't say anything about, like, you know, living, like, as we were, like, extremely intense. I think it's just more, like, from what I read into her message anyway, um, that one, fr- her other friend is more into the friendship than she is. What I have learned from, like, my past friendships that have changed, I think friendships are interchangeable. Like, they're always just going to grow. And mm-hmm. I think it is just a kind of what will be will be kind of thing like you can try your best with friendships like you have to be honest like what true friendships will stay in your life yeah and ones that aren't meant to be and the toxic ones will you know if you want to you know if you are doing the best for yourself the toxic ones will go and you can try and maneuver within the friendship as in being like you know i just need i can see you like you can try and I feel like sometimes with me it's not so much like sitting down and talking to the person it's more just kind of like organic yeah I was gonna say I feel I think like a lot of the times people and you know this could be an unpopular opinion a lot of times put the the stress on like you know um like honesty and like always be honest and always tell them exactly how the fuck you're feeling and like I mean obviously it depends on the situation but in this situation like it's like I think it's sometimes like, actions are better than words. That, that's what I mean. I think it's like it's worse to literally like I just if I was a friend, I would be crushed if one of my friends sat me down and told me like, look, I just think you're more into the friendship than I am. And I kind of just want to I think like we can do this and we can do that because it comes across a little bit like or like would you prefer to see each other once a month because I can't handle the every yeah, week thing. Yeah. Like that sounds instead of it just being a natural progression of like pink oh i haven't seen her in a while oh but now we actually are seeing each other once a month okay that's our new routine and you kind of both fall into that if you both appreciate the friendship and respect stuff and it's just that kind of because it just puts a pink elephant in the room if you're like i just want some space like i just find that like if someone says that to me i'm just like i just find it unproductive like because it's just like automatically awkward. If and like you said, like, dictatorship, it's like I'm choosing, yeah, I'm yeah. in space and you I'm don't really ruler. have a say. I'm the ruler of this friendship. It's automatically yeah. unequal. You feel like a bitch, like as in like not like bitch, as in like, like you feel like their bitch. bitch. Mm. <laughs> like as in like, oh, they're done with me now. So I think my advice like would be if the person is maybe like being a little bit needy, you know, like as in like, hey, when are we going to see each other again? When Because I think we've all had that friend and it's not a bad quality. We've all probably been that friend too. Who's mm. probably 
I've had friendships like that where I'm like, I'm way more into this than they are. Where like, <laughs> I <laughs> I want to be hanging out with them. Or like, especially if it's a new friendship, you know, mm. you can feel that kind of thing of like, am I being too intense right or now? Or you can fall in love like with yeah. a you know, friendship. Like I've had that too where like, you meet someone in college and you're like, you're so cool. Yeah, you're like, I, like, I want to hang around with bitch. you all the time. Yeah, so like, <laughs> what I would do is maybe if the person wanted to like hang out, I would maybe maybe try and make it a group situation like if they really wanted to see you say maybe every single week if you're like oh well like you know I'm going out with this group of friends if you want to come or mm. like if they are part of your bigger group like make it a group thing so that you're still seeing them but you're not seeing them maybe like solo just you two intensely um that would be my main point like I think that you can just ease it out I also think like with she was saying like toxic so like within toxic relationships there's these patterns that happen that are like you know it's kind of like there's certain levels of control and not that either of you maybe even have been controlling one or the other it's just when you can get really close to someone there can these just be these patterns that you've had say that if you go out to a nightclub you stay together for the whole night mm. and um, you know you don't leave each other's side and you get a taxi home that is could have been great for however long it worked for but then one person could be like actually I kind of want to do my own thing when I go out and I might want to hook up with a guy or whatever you know and you want more like yeah exactly you just kind of I think when you get older you get that's a maturing thing I definitely Mm. think like I think as you grow older you kind of realize okay like if Lindsay wants to go off with a guy at the end of the night like who am I to be like you told me you'd get a taxi with me it's like you yeah. know that way that's toxic of me if I did that you know that yeah. way but again it's like if that was the norm for like yeah, okay. two years of us going out and we always yeah. did that or you know that can kind of happen with female friendships where like you just have your little like routines and routine yeah. and patterns yeah. that can then they may have not been toxic but it turns toxic because it's such a continuous pattern that if you change it it's going to be an issue because mm-hmm. it's like oh it's been working for two years so I think if you recognize those patterns of toxicity whether it's you know that that you would consider toxic it may not even be for the other person but like just change those so if she's like so are we going out to here on Saturday and then we'll get the last train home you're like um actually I think I'm gonna go back here afterwards yeah you just kind of make yourself a bit more independent and fight her along but just make it not that like you're you know just breaking up those patterns like even without saying it to them like I would even maybe try and be like say if you are single and like you could be kind of like so I'm really kind of wanting to go with a guy tonight so I might slip off early you know like kind of do it in a very very yeah like I mean like actually there's a few guys around like like, I would kind of maybe try and do it in a very friendly way to make them feel involved rather than like I'm doing this not that you said to do that but like sometimes that can come across like I'd be more like God, I haven't got the ride in fucking ages. Like, so if I disappear at one, you know where I am. You know that yeah, way. Like, yeah, or let's do this tonight instead. Yeah, something like, that's jokey, just different. Um, I, I think you can, like, to answer your question, like, I think you can kind of, it depends on the strength of the relationship. It depends on the person who you're talking about, the girl or guy who's your friend. Like, And if you're meant to be friends. Yeah, I, if they want your friendship or if they're just, like, want company. Because I find that sometimes I've had people like that in my life before where, like, I'm like, you don't even want to be my friend you just want a because friend. when you've tested it a little bit it kind of crumbles yeah. and you're like oh yeah you're like so you didn't value it as much as I thought exactly you know so you're kind of like you you want a friend you want a buddy you want you someone... want someone who's going to be there exactly. every single 
Saturday night and we do that. Yeah. And I think that like as Lindsay said, if the friendship at one point was really strong, it can still be strong. I think you'll be able to not weed them out. That's such a hard point to talk with people. But like you will be able to put like the relationship on cooler. However, just I would say try and be empathetic towards their feelings in the sense that like this is your decision however because it's a friendship you might have to make them feel in some way involved in the decision even subliminally do you know what I mean like yeah instead of it just being your decision yeah, by like, just by the way I actually not really feeling the friendship anymore so uh, mm. I'm actually gonna be going off with Rachel now like so and I mean also what I have also learned from friendships as well is you can think that you want to cool off period from a friend you can be just like oh just fucking swing me I just want to break from her and you know you can maybe the friend is going to be gracious and like you she won't be texting you won't be mm-hmm. hounding you and the space does happen and then it turns out okay you haven't kind of seen each other for a month it turns out two months what I've noticed with any relationship really is like but especially friendship I feel that time does can, can actually be detrimental to friendships like you can not see each other for like a certain amount of time and it can kind of always hold as it like like if someone kind of you know if it happened in a way of like you kind of froze someone out and the time went on to say six months Mm -hmm. you know they may not forget that so just sometimes you need a little bit of time but Mm -hmm. just you can get kind of indulgent with that time and it can go on and on and on and then suddenly it's whoa yeah eight months two years whatever yeah so just I think be careful of that because it's so easy to fall out of a routine of Mm -hmm. codependency and into just like living your life and then you're like oh shit I haven't seen her for ages yeah and And then then it builds up again oh it's been too long I don't want to text her and stuff like that so you know if you need space you need space but just be aware that that space can grow into something crazy yeah or like maybe even just for example like find out what the toxic element is and where they're being needy like you know there's some people are really needy with needing to text you 24 7 some people want to be on the phone to you every single night or some mm. people are really needy to you when they're in person so yeah maybe it's kind of like identifying like say for example they wear like really text heavy and stuff like maybe just or like voice message heavy i'm finding sometimes yeah. that can happen with even t- texting yeah at the moment i'm finding sometimes a voice message can seem so invasive i i, I mean and i'm being a snowflake and saying that of course yeah trigger warning voice note coming through but sometimes you can just be like feeling real like i don't have the time to sit and listen to this five minute yeah. voice message however i do want to show that i acknowledge her and give her the time and it can be this and then you don't listen to it and then it's like oh you yeah. left her on scene for two well, weeks or what i mean is like you can i think you can with a way for you to maybe hold on to the relationship a bit is to just kind of weed out the toxic elements of it as in like if they are sending you voice all the time they are like sometimes i do think as she said like i controversial point a little bit of ghosting in that regard can be healthy because I know that I've sent some people voices or I've texted some people and then I'll just if they don't reply I'm like they're clearly not a texter so you know if it is just that they want to call you every single night or they want to text you all the time 24 7 or if it's when they want to be in your house three nights a week like find the element that's toxic try and minimize that and then maybe bump up on the other aspects so if they're want to be in your house every three nights a week you know try and get that out of your life because that's stressing you out but maybe give them a call twice a week where you didn't call them you know what I mean yeah or just also try and voice things as well like sometimes if I'm getting like a load of voice messages coming in from someone and I literally can't 
I don't have earphones or whatever and I'm yeah. feeling like oh I feel bad that I'm not acknowledging these or if someone wants to come over I have just voiced it but in the kindest way like that I can manage so with the voice message I'm like oh I'll definitely listen to this soon acknowledging it and sometimes I may not even get there but mm-hmm. because I've acknowledged that. that with that then it's fine and with the say if someone is kind of coming over to your house create your own boundary of being like totally you can come over and stay on Tuesday but I actually have to be off at one o'clock on the Wednesday yeah you know and then you make your own plans yeah, and you go yeah. off so it's kind of like cutting the codependency and so it can sometimes have to be like where you're faking to do something you're like going yeah. off at one o'clock it's a white just, lie you know what I mean oh yeah like exactly. the definition of a white lie is you're yeah. trying to save someone else's face as well yeah and you're trying to just like create boundaries that are going to be more like doable to kind of Healthy. make the friendship go further yeah. and be healthier so fab hope that helped um we have one In more quest way. one more quest let me pull it up gurneys yeah it's a juicy one Lindsay, do you want to read this one mm-hmm. okay let me make it a little bit bigger for y'all okay go for it okay hey gals i am a big fan and always considered myself to be pretty similar to you guys I recently started dating a girl for the first time and I'm super happy slash confident about it, but it made me wonder how you gals view bisexuality. Do you guys have any close girlfriends who are bi or gay or have either of you had experiences with girls? Although I feel Dublin is an accepting place, I still feel like there is a slight awkwardness with bi slash gay girls being friends with straight girls. Thoughts? XO. Love this question. We really love this question. It was so different than fun and fresh. Yeah, fun and um, fresh. One thing I did actually always think about, I was actually only thinking about it today, ironically. Um, I was thinking about if we had any gay listeners, female, like like lesbian, if you want to say I don't know if that word is PC anymore. I know, I don't know. we do. Uh do you? Mm-hmm. I I because I just I'm always like, God, we are uh quite to use a, a PC uh, with feminist term heteronormative um, obviously because Lindsay and I are by all means like we date men you know all the rest so I was kind of like god we don't really have much of that uh, well we might be spilling some tea well, we might in be about five minutes about girlies counting get down. the flaps wet get those <laughs> lube up <laughs> get the finger on the click girlies Man, it's gonna it's get finally exciting. your time <laughs> girl on girl <laughs> I'm totally joking by the way <laughs> Are we? No, I'm joking about like for men to start oh, yeah. frigging themselves. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard this at Girls Podcast? It's like fucking girl on girl porn and podcast modes. Yeah, so we're going to just talk you through our yeah. own experiences. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> From top to clit. <laughs> top to chitsy. <laughs> From tit to clit. Tit to clit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy's new merch line. Literally. Um. So, uh, you know, in all seriousness, we actually did really appreciate this question because we just love questions like this for the Q and A's that are just fresh, a little short and sweet, and have not super personal. Yeah. Sorry to cut just, you over. No, totally. More on a topic rather than on a very specific situation. Um. So, I mean, I mean, I said this to Lindsay when we read the question. Like, I would probably, dun, 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 I would probably consider mm-hmm. myself bisexual. Jenny's coming out story. <laughs> True life. She came out in a podcast. But <laughs> I would probably, when I say that, I mean like I would um, consider myself bisexual, but I wouldn't necessarily identify with it, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't use it as a descriptor for myself. Um, yeah, you could see. I could. Well, talk us through, talk yeah. us through, hon. So like I've been with girls 
um i've you know like had sex with girls on their own i've had threesomes whatever oh god sorry mom um <laughs> just about threesomes not about the girls it's they were consensual and that's all that matters oh, for sure fuck it um i have you know so like i have experimented in my time with both genders and i've had like proper crushes on girls like so it's not just like within a kind of you know which everyone i think in some way does yeah and i have like a experimentation experimentation which is obviously completely healthy and normal um but you know and i have kind of been in turn like taught to myself i think everyone kind of thinks it to themselves where they're like would i date a girl and i was probably like yeah i would i i definitely think um like if there was like a scales of bisexuality like i probably um attracted to both genders quite equally but like what I look for in a relationship is probably more like a masculine energy like I do find myself I I do kind of I really appreciate a very strong masculine energy around me and like what men bring not to say that women can't bring that because as we all know there's like a lot of like butch ass lesbians out there who Mm -hmm. I've been around who I find extremely hot and like can give you an extremely nice masculine kind of energy uh as well so i've always just found that in men um mm-hmm. and i haven't really looked for it in women but like i guess that's where i'd kind of be like oh probably well you haven't come across it and that's not to exactly. say that if you did you know if you were i mean you know if you ever were yeah single or looking for someone you know you never know what happens i exactly. think that's the kind of openness of just being yeah consider considering yourself as by like you said yeah I think like I more mean like by other people's definitions I would but I've just kind of never felt like to myself Mm. I've always been quite secure enough in my sexuality and especially after like experimenting with both that I've kind of realized that I like different things from both but I've never felt the need which doesn't mean that you know obviously this girl identifies bisexual I'm not saying that that's like problematic or whatever obviously not uh just for me myself personally I've never felt like the need to like um, sit down with my closest friends and mum and dad and be like I am bisexual or even call yourself that or label yourself yeah I just I'm not a big labels gal as we talked about uh, earlier yeah I'm not as you can probably gather from the intro and just the way we handle ourselves I'm again a, again not a labels girl I've always just been you know in school I kind of just had my own little group of like select friends whatever like I, I would just never like to be within a group and like mm-hmm. a collective and like we're all together and this is our like thing so I've always just done my own thing and never felt like I needed. I just, I, d- I never felt like a name on myself could help yeah. anything for me. Again, other people value that and that's helpful to them. That's wonderful. Um, I as well have had female encounters, encounters, experiences. I've never had a relationship with a girl and I don't think I've ever full on fancied a girl. Mm hmm. Beyond, I like, think being, like, like she's gorgeous or whatever. Yeah, but like to the point where I'd be like, I like, I I wouldn't consider myself bi because. I mean, I'm not saying that like at the moment I wouldn't consider myself bi because mm-hmm. I would always just, um, migrate towards men and wanting yeah. a male relationship. And I mean, I'm happy to, like you spoke about, like experiment with females and all that kind of stuff. I see that as good, gorgeous exploration of just sexuality and um even just relationships with females in general but i think again like i said i would always just migrate towards a man like mm-hmm. that male energy the weight of a man remember that second city episode yeah. i just that's what i like mainly and i've always 
been like that. However, who knows in four years, five years, whenever next year I could meet a woman and that woman changes my mind and I want to be with that woman. Yeah. Which we've heard and seen that happens loads of times with people. So yeah, it happened to a really close friend of mine. It did, hon. Um, so a friend of mine, she... Uh, all throughout when we were younger like she always dated men beautiful beautiful girl um Son of she loads like guys fucking loved her you know that way like one of those gals like she was mm. just bloody gorgeous still is um and she then i remember like we were really really close this was before i met Lindsay or whatever in case you thought i was cheating on her you were um, codependent some would say probably i mean like it was i don't know if it was codependent it was kind of more like one of those lifestyle friendships like as in like we were both in college together like mm-hmm. we lived on the road from each other like it was just so we were so Slotted living in. the same jigsaw. life yeah mm. jigsaw vibe you know we liked the same things we had the same kind of approach to life and kind of approach to going out and we were just very much on the same page so yeah it was a very easy fit at the time um so like we always would be like out on the prowl single girlies uh get my lads and all and then i remember one day she told me she had a date with this girl and we were like oh and it wasn't a surprise she was quite a sexually fluid girl herself you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like (gasps) you know there was no Mm. kind of like oh my god have you heard you know i was like oh gosh go on go for a girl and she went on this date with this girl and then she went another day with the girl and then she went another day with the girl and then she kind of ended things with this guy she was dating and it, it progressively got really intensely like, serious and they ended up having a very long relationship mm. for like four and a half years I feel um, living in each of those pockets from oh, what I remember yeah very very I mean I don't want to diagnose but I would consider that more codependent oh yeah definitely uh, than our friendship was I'm sure there's always elements of it when there's a very I think also a very uh, close female relationships can almost become a lot very codependent like almost like by default how do you mean uh female even friendships and relationships and like i think women with women can become a bit codependent because we're so open with each other and we rely on each other and we're so accepting Mm. of each other that like sometimes if you're not careful it can go into the realm you're almost one person yeah exactly like Mm. it go into like a um, like a, you know a, a variant level of codependency not all like horrendous codependency it can just be whatever way but like so they went out for a long long time and I remember one thing that she said to me Um, I remember saying to her like would you consider yourself bisexual Um, and she said to me something that I was like never heard of that but to be honest love it she was like no I'm going out with a girl now so I can consider myself a lesbian now but if I ever break up with her and I go out with a guy then I'm straight then like you know she was kind of like I don't mm. have to have one umbrella term on me so that other people can figure out my sexuality she's like obviously like right now I'm in a lesbian relationship so I'm living okay. as a lesbian now yeah she's not being with a girl and looking for other guys being not even she was say? I think she was just saying that like how she lives her life right now is how people should see her mm-hmm. like instead of trying to figure out in a oh, greater but you were sense with guy the last yeah exactly year or whatever and she was like yeah I was in a straight relationship then now I'm in a lesbian relationship and at some other time in my life I may be in a gay relationship again do you know that way it's like Mm. it's that whole like kind of outward uh I think what happens though I think like what the Anon is kind of touching upon as well is like you know she had been with guys previously and now she's Mm. you know 
it's like the sea like I feel like sometimes in Ireland I agree with that on saying that like and sometimes in Ireland um we don't take bisexuality seriously sure. it's kind of considered just an experimental you know juvenile teenage wild with abandon you know openly sexual whatever I think people almost think of it as like training wheels for gayness of course Their yeah it's not mine like, <laughs> no, no. Like, but oh 100 like because i mean i was feel to be honest more so with men in that regard like i mean yeah for there's different standards for sure to touch upon our intro like females it's a lot more accepted to be sexual and um, sexually explorative within oh, it's your own presumed. gender yeah it's like you wouldn't bat an eyelid like i'm sure many of you won't be batting an eyelid hearing that jenny and i have both you know, explored our sexuality with our own gender. However, if a man was saying that they don't take bisexuality seriously, I think more so with men rather yeah. than women. And and I've was have even been guilty of that um in the past. Like I remember a guy I went out with, we were talking about this because just came up and, and I was kind of saying exactly what I just said here. Like I was like I probably would in some people's eyes or by definition be bisexual and I was kind of saying the whole label thing, etc. And then he was just like, yeah, it's actually interesting because like, I mean, I've had many sexual experiences with men. Well, not many, but he was like, I've had a few and just really confirmed my straightness. And I all of a sudden, whereas he was so accepting of me saying I'd be with girls, yeah. I was like, I got, and you know, this is just me being fucking real girls. Like, I'm not saying I was right or whatever, but I got really kind of taken aback mm. and dare I say uncomfortable. And like, I mean, I'm not saying again, I'm not saying like, this was just your natural It was just, this was reaction. my reaction and I'm being honest and open about it because this girl's asking, you know, this is when I was much younger too. I don't think I'd be like that now. I think that kind of opened my eyes on it because I was kind of like, oh Well, maybe God. it was the first time that you'd been in that situation. Exactly. Least. And this is, you know, not to use the, but my friends are gay excuse. Like this is like, at the time I had, a, you know, I was around a lot of in the gay culture I always have been a lot of the time in my life and you know so it's not coming from a place of like a complete ignorance of never being around gay people or men yeah. who have been with men. It was like, hold on a guy that I'm into mm. has been with a guy and that made me feel really some type of way like for me my first ever boyfriend mm. was openly bi and he had like proper boyfriends and relationship mm. with men and had sex with men and he was open with that from very much the beginning of and I was in fifth year so I think because that was my first um divulged into a relationship and like any relation with like a close relationship with a man that I was yeah. like you know snogging the face off and <laughs> yeah. trying to dry hump in the bed and he was open with that I just have always been quite just okay with it and mm. open and never shocked if ever I heard you know but I, ju- I just do think um and you know again when we're thinking of like in terms of that we would always consider sometimes when men have been openly by or actively by that they will just inevitably end up with a man and go down the gay route yeah he has been with a only female since me actually like so and that's just obviously how his life went like it's not that he's not bi anymore it's just yeah. that he just ended up meeting women that he was obviously ending up in relationships with and he's been with one for i'd say many many years now that's right judging from his facebook we still talk <laughs> back and forth every like sporadically but um i think you know, the add-on is kind of asking, like, you know, is Dublin accepting um place for, you know, buys? There's awkwardness. I think there's always going to be awkwardness. It's the, like, the basis of 
Ireland is awkwardness within any sexual <laughs> anything to do with the, the word begins with se and ends with x and yeah. there's sex in the word whatsoever exactly like I mean women are still awkward to go and get the pill women are still yeah. awkward to go and buy condoms in the shop buy a damn tampon in the shop yeah so sure Michael was telling me he was freaking awkward buying condoms the other day as well like I mean it's just he was like the girl, sex is awkward like, in Ireland felt really inappropriate the girl behind the counter in boots was about 16 and he was like because Michael <laughs> sorry Michael but God, <laughs> God's story because like what he's he lives like so quite far out of Dublin like you do uh-huh. so when he goes into town like he's not going back into town for another month you know that way typical man so he, when he buys condoms he empties the entire oh, shelf suitcase full <laughs> so he had it's like he was like not to be bragging not to be bragging girlies but he went up with the latex free my request thank you very much condoms large size large to some 16 year old part time worker in boots she was like beep beep and she was like it comes with the free thing a loop he was like thank you he was like it felt extremely awkward and inappropriate well we're still like women are putting themselves in compromising positions even within sex of like not even bothering to bring up a condom oh, because yeah. of the awkwardness of that like yeah. we, Irish people are awkward around sex full stop yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're awkward around bi they're awkward around straight sex they're awkward around bisex they're awkward around gay sex mm-hmm. I just don't think that should really be on your mind because that's like putting power into other people's hands like are people awkward about like who gives a flying fuck let them be awkward let them live their life of being awkward I just think there's nothing you can do yeah. about that other than following your own kind of what you want to do like I mean if you are happy with this girl and you're confident and you're enjoying the sex and you're in this lovely relationship and it's good live in that space and enjoy it and don't think about what other people are if they're awkward about it if they consider it to be you know even they can't figure real or if they're questioning it or if they think you're gay or if they think you're that and labeling you just enjoy it just I guess like one part of it that could, I could see how it'd be frustrating because I think it's all very well and good to be like just enjoy it, just have fun which I'd agree with you 100% but it would be it's kind of like that Pete Burns thing say for example in Big Brother when people kept trying to figure him out and kept being like but what are you but what are you are you a mm. woman or are you a man are you gay are you straight like and I think like especially in a time where like the feminism thing um but more so like correctly like you know we have like a lot of there's a lot a big stress on like lgbt acceptance and but so Mm. often i do feel that that goes towards lesbian women gay women or gay men as in labeling everything no what i mean is that like the acceptance sometimes is really only stressed upon like strictly gay women or strictly gay men a lot of the times the kind of bubble that's forgotten about that are bisexual people because i do think there is that kind of like stigma or whatever around it being like a joke or like a phase and even in the gay community it is like from what like when i've been you know we both have been very much immersed ourselves in gay culture and aware of that but like anytime someone in the group would come out as bi they were like no 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 you're a they or whatever you know or you'll always hear underneath like your the breath you're just gonna hear like oh it's only a matter of time you know that yeah. way like and so i could understand how that maybe she's talking about as an awkwardness as in like it probably would be almost easier for her to be like i'm a lesbian and then people are like oh okay grant i've got i figured it out so i think it's just like kind of a way for for her if it, i don't know if it helps or whatever but like People just love to fucking slap no label on you and they love to just kind of figure you out by this label and, you know, if it makes it any easier, not to like even, like, it's not about lying about your identity, but, like, 
just being like, I've got a girlfriend. You know, you, you don't always have to, just as someone who would probably be, by a lot of people considered bisexual, who's never just never felt the need to kind of define it as that. Like you don't, you define yourself as what you are doing now. And if that's your girlfriend, that's the girl that you're into or the girl that you love or whatever, like just pick, this is my girlfriend. I you think know? once you start though, trying to please other people by slapping a label on yourself so someone else feels kind of satisfied with your um, conclusion of your own situation then that's just regressive like say for example I'm not saying I just change your no, label though no I'm just saying like if you're focusing which Anon is saying like you know do you feel that like there's the awkwardness in Dublin and it's not mm. accepting like it's literally just the same as a heterosexual relationship say if I'm seeing a guy for four months and it's an open relationship or we haven't put a label we aren't classifying ourselves as seeing each other or boyfriend girlfriend and in those situations where I've been in time and time again, everyone's like, so what's going on? Like, are you going out or what? Are you yeah, this or yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you literally don't have an answer because maybe you and him haven't come to a like conclusion or a decision or he's not giving you the answer you want or you have different perceptions of what the relationship is. Like, it's all just, you know, taking the light off to just enjoying the actual situation and trying oh, to live sure, and figure yeah. it out. Like, I mean... People will always be looking for labels, but I do think that they don't really help anyone. Like, I mean, you can put if it if you do want like a kind of Band-Aid help, like, you know, which is completely acceptable. Sometimes it is just handy. Like I've been in situations before where like I've been seeing a guy. He wouldn't have ever called me his girlfriend, but I call him as my boyfriend just to shut people up. In well, situations. that's kind of what I meant by saying, like, if people are pressing you about your yeah. sexuality, just be like, well, that's my girlfriend, because sometimes people you're not obviously lying. Especially it's like a band-aid thing just to be like yeah grand it's especially people who you're not very close to you know it's, you're obviously not going to be saying this you know if your best friend is asking you like you're going to give them a bit more time but it's like when it's, it's an aunt or an annoying person in your ear in the smoking mm. garden being like hang on we, we were in college together you only went out with guys like i just don't get it like if you're just like well this is my girlfriend anna and i'm really happy with her we've been going mm. out six months and See you later. At least it gives them something mm. to just put them a fucking sweet in their mouth yeah. and shut them because up. Because it's a, which I, yeah, I get that. Like, a, it's easier to band aid it because you don't want to be having these big, boring conversations trying to explain your sexuality yeah. to someone it's who no really doesn't. Business. It's no one's business. They don't, you know, it's a waste of your time doing that because it's your relationship, whatever gender it's with, it's your relationship that you're working through. You don't mm-hmm. need to be telling. Karen in the smoking garden workman's about it. Yeah. You know, it's your fucking relationship. She wants to suck pussy, she can suck pussy. Um she one thing do that herself. that I found interesting that she kind of said in this more so was like, do you find that uh people are accepting be- between friendships between like gay girls and straight girls? Like, or do you find that like cause I do find that's funny. When you look at it in like the greater sense of thing, like straight girl and a gay guy to be best friends, no one cares. Straight girl and a straight guy to be best friends, no one really cares. There's always going to be rumors. There's always going to be kind of like, are they, aren't they? But sometimes it'll usually wear off. People are like, oh no, they're just friends. A gay girl and a straight girl to be best friends, I'll have to say I've rarely seen it. Yeah. And even with my uh, friendship with uh, a friend of mine, when she started going out with her girlfriend, um, our friendship completely fell apart. And, Mm. you know, I personally don't feel that was on my end. I, as I said, really didn't care who she was seeing, obviously. Um, But Mm. I do feel like there's almost kind of a tension 
in that situation I feel like it was a tension because myself and the girl were extremely close and that might have been seen as a little bit threatening from her new uh, girlfriend however with for example I wanted to bring it up because it reminded me of one of our favorite shows Bad Girls Club that whenever Mm -hmm. usually most seasons they bring in a gay girl and she's always Mm -hmm. like the most stereotypical lesbian like she's always from like Jersey and she's got like covered in tats and like a like a like a kind of can I speak to the manager (laughs) haircut literally so stereotypical with like a they always have like a lipstick kiss tattoo and like like or a leopard print leg and a nautical star somewhere on the shoulder blade and they're just so like you know, typically butch and all that kind of stuff. And they're always like, uh, like I, I, I mean, it is just hilarious TV. Like when the new girls walk into, like, damn, Angelina got a good ass on her. Like they're literally like a freaking North Jersey builder. <laughs> <laughs> they wear like waistcoats. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you got, gals, watch it. It is like you won't get it unless because there's literally one in every single season, you- and and all the other girls are like. I feel like she's looking at me. Yeah. I feel like And she- that's what I think is so funny with her kind of point. It's like that whole thing of like when girls are like, I wonder, does it come from that where you don't see many girls being really good friends with gay girls? I mean, it is a strange thing. Like I, it's just a blurred line kind of thing of like, mm. you could be friends with someone for years and then she could come out as, actually it happened with me, a girl um, from college. I, you know, we were great friends throughout college. We still are good friends. Um, great friends through college she moved off oh, to yeah. London and then she called me up one day and she was like I'm in a relationship and she'd never been in a relationship in college we always just like Sarah Gifford to be honest um, <laughs> is that her name? <laughs> that's her name no no but we were generic always kind of like name. generic name generic name <laughs> anyway we were always just kind of like oh you know Sarah doesn't begin with lads yeah, but we yeah, never yeah, thought yeah, anything yeah. of it we never kind of were like are you a lesbian we just yeah. never go- it just was actually gay culture wasn't as prominent in Dublin back then yeah she's open about it anyway she's completely open. yeah yeah yeah. then she moved out to london obviously it's a lot more there's there's deadly freaking huge gay scene yeah lesbian clubs it's like hot fucking lesbians bopping around yeah. the place in london so she got herself a little gf and she uh rang me up and was like i've been in a relationship i was like no way it's like with a girl <laughs> and she like, said it as if like you know bomb dropped and i was kind of like oh that's grand like i don't yeah. give a fuck but i do think sometimes the person who was in the like I don't know it's I think it's either or like I feel like she kind of was like oh just you know I don't want it to change yeah, our friendship just like, no, I haven't always fancied you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. And it is just that weird stupid thing and I mean obviously I never thought that and wouldn't even care if she fucking did do you know the way yeah, like I mean course. not that I think she did at all like she but I mean it just wasn't a thought in my head yeah. I mean you obviously been perving on me for years yeah, you know but I think yeah. maybe someone who like at that point as well, like I was immersed in gay culture and I was just so used to like, I've just always, like I said, my first boyfriend was bi. So I've yeah. kind of just never, it's never bothered me. But I do think it would with some women. Mm. If they were like great friends with a woman, then she came out as bi or as gay. Yeah, they'd be like, uh, sorry, we literally slept in the bed. I'm naked so together. confused. And it's kind of like, again, it kind of like in some ways marries to the previous question where it's like, if someone in your life is meant to be in your life and is a good person in your life they're mm-hmm. going to accept you and they're not going to be making those kind of like my brother's been friends with gay men he's always been just never batted an island of that of being like overly close with his gay friends and never thought kind of 
that kind of stuff. I think it always goes back to like, um, again, I mean, geez, we didn't even plan this one, but it always goes back to this kind of labeling thing where it's like when people think they have you figured out and then you throw a curveball in, mm. it can, you know, make them reassess everything. And I think it is obviously a human, I think it's a human nature thing up to a point, obviously. Like I think if someone, if it affects someone, not affects, but if someone kind of goes through a bit of a loop uh, within the first day of you t- them telling you and then they kind of get over it, that's normal. But obviously if someone's yeah. holding it over your head for months upon months, that's fucking toxic and not, not, not good. But like, you know, if someone is kind of like, uh, you know, you have always known them to go out with one gender and then all of a sudden they go to the next and you can be kind of like, oh my God, has this been uh, the whole time? Have you been repressing it? Or like I tapped yeah, me with male be- friends of mine who came out as gay later in life and I kind of always came on like a guilt where I was like, oh my God, was I not supportive enough for them mm. to tell me? And I was so close to them. Like, should I have encouraged them? And should I have maybe spoken about it a bit more? You know, and you can mm. kind of, and I think with women, you kind of be like oh my god if they fancied me and um I kind of relate it to I mean I think we've kind of discussed this in the podcast before when we talked about like male friends and stuff like I think whenever there is the chance of like there being a sexual level to the friendship mm. um which arguably there always is but more so like cards on the table chance as in like I'm friends with a straight man or I'm friends with a gay woman they're both very there's chances there that either of those people could be have romantic interest in me okay mm-hmm. um it kind of always just puts a little another spanner in it and i think it can be kind of just part of human nature and it can be a it does kind of change the um it kind of just changes the like environment of the friendship because i think we've all had that where you have what you think is a plutonic friendship and it turns out that yeah either you like them or they like you and it can just kind of freak you out a bit but um it can but I also think it that shouldn't, obviously it can and I mean again if you are someone who maybe has not been immersed in gay culture you've not been around by sexual person mm-hmm. or a lesbian and you're just not sure how, well you know I'm sure some people are like oh my god are you literally gonna be like finger me like you know they might yeah. just go from not to a hundred and be it's usually ignorance it is exactly however you can indulge in those feelings of like you know was she thinking this was this was this was that or else you can just let it be and just again like you just said there arguably every relationship is somewhat sexual it's just that little line you could very fine (laughs) very fine once it's crossed it's crossed but also once it's crossed it can i have had sexual sexual relations with friends and it's not (laughs) done anything yeah yeah you know and it's that kind of thing of like it's what you let and it. same with men I've like you know had sex with men and the friendship has stayed longer than like the romanticism of mm. like that whatever like or I've had sex with friends just, of mine that like mm. you just you either choose to you choose one route you either choose to be like the awkward jet or you just choose to have the fucking same old same old you know that to way. wind up this episode while it always kind of just hones me back and strips me back to just like you know a level of understanding is that like everything that we've created bisexual gay being in love lesbian heterosexual sex being romantic is man-made yeah this is a man-made thing we have made that um having sex with someone brings it to a romantic level or changes the relationship that's a man-made society driven makeup that 
can uh, you know you can choose to exist in your life or not mm-hmm. you know like someone is like nah once you've had sex with someone that's that or I can't be set, I can be friends with a boy they'll just want to bloody ride me whatever you can that's all it's all man made you are contro- in control of your own labels on yourself or your own kind of decision on how you want to be just as you're in control of like some people can consider sex a massive big deal and deal breaker for a friendship or whatever and some people can just see mm-hmm. it as an exploration or as a extension of a hug fucking yeah. handshake some yeah. people can see it as I mean I think it's just all about like you know it, especially if you wanted to tell friends I don't know if you've come across that where you wanted to come across friends but it's just like if they're your friends I mean as fucking cliche as it is if they are your friends they won't give a fuck they won't give a mm. damn as I said I do think it is which isn't spoken about a lot I think people are like they should literally accept you outright I mean sometimes I feel like people can kind of go through their own way of kind of processing information that isn't exactly not accepting you but it's just kind of like uh, like processing they might just be not versed on the situation yeah. and need to kind of like learn a little bit more yeah. about it and like and the best way I do think as we said to wrap it up is just show like show them by actions rather than like the sitting down and being like don't worry yeah. you know like be the same as you are going to be you know yeah. just like your friend didn't have to be like hello I'm going to be you know now engulfing in this lesbian relationship yeah I mean she kind of just went off and did it and yeah. like you know whatever happened yeah. happened but like yeah I think again we were talking about time in the last question as well like it can sometimes take maybe if you had an old friend who has not been first and anything like this and it's kind of a shock to her system and she might take it people sometimes deal with change in different ways mm-hmm. you know I think just with friendships the ones that are meant to exist will exist yeah it could be like three months where you kind of lose contact with someone and then you get back in contact or whatever it is um and I think the best way with friendships is to be open and accepting Agreed. I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Me thinks we should accept each other. Me thinks this was a lit episode. <laughs> I think it was a lit episode, girl. It's always the ones that Lindsay and I are like, we have nothing to record that we're like, making the integral points of humanity.com forward slash it, girls. Literally, I'm sorry. Me thinks we're changing Dublin City. Girls, on that note, fucking... Go finger your friend Go finger your friend With consent And (laughs) I'm just gonna put that out there Fuck feminism And buy tickets to our live show For the December bitches Yes Our live show Is gonna be Literally so much fun Honestly I love seeing the messages coming in Being like Can't wait Can't wait Like seeing people out Being like See on the fourth hon I'm like Honestly Girls It'll be a show that you will never regret. Like, it's just... We're all going to be rolling around looking at each other, right? Ticketmaster.com buys gays. Everyone else, you're all welcome, bitches. You're all welcome, bitches. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 